Welcome to the Lexington Public Library's Downtown Lexington Historical Walking Tour. On this tour, we will visit 10 historical sites that represent the rich history of Lexington, Kentucky, going back to early in the town's founding. Much of the historical information for this tour was provided by resources from the library's digital archives and from the Kentucky Room at the Central Branch of the Lexington Public Library. In addition to the public library, resources were provided by the Lexington History Museum website, lexhistory.org, and explorekyhistory.ky.gov, administered by the Kentucky Historical Society. A detailed bibliography can be provided by request. To the west of the Main Street Library entrance, you will find Phoenix Park on the corner of North Limestone and West Main. 100 East Main Street, Phoenix Park slash Phoenix Hotel. The Phoenix Hotel opened on this site in 1820. A collection of taverns, the best known of which was named Postlewaite's Tavern, had stood on the southeast corner of Main and Limestone, formerly Mulberry, since 1797. These taverns served as host to dignitaries such as King Louis-Philippe of France in 1797, Aaron Burr in 1806, and President James Monroe, along with General Andrew Jackson, in 1819. In 1820, the tavern burned down. From the ashes of those many taverns, the Phoenix Hotel rose to become a Lexington landmark. The hotel hosted General Santana during the Mexican-American War and served as the headquarters for both the Union and Confederate armies during the Civil War. But, like the taverns before it, the Phoenix Hotel succumbed to fire in 1879. True to its name, however, the hotel was rebuilt, and in the late 19th century, the Phoenix hosted General Ulysses S. Grant and President Chester A. Arthur. It also became the first building in Lexington to have a fire escape. In November 1915, the hotel served as the meeting place for the women's suffrage group, the Kentucky Equal Rights Association. From the 1920s to the 1970s, the Phoenix Hotel hosted movie stars and dignitaries, along with tourists and Lexingtonians alike. In 1953, a hotel suite was named for famous Kentucky songstress Rosemary Clooney, and three years later, the Phoenix was visited by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. Three years after that, Vincent Price was a guest at the Lexington Symphony Orchestra's ball held at the Phoenix Hotel. And in 1960, soon-to-be President John F. Kennedy visited the Phoenix while on the campaign trail. Up until the 1960s, the Phoenix Hotel was segregated. Though the hotel was an important place to see and be seen for the white community of Lexington, for the African-American community, it was a stark reminder of the racial divide in the town. During the civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s, the African-American community in Lexington staged demonstrations outside of the hotel in protest of its segregation. In October of 1961, Basketball Hall of Famer Bill Russell, in town for an exhibition game, was so insulted by his treatment at the Phoenix Hotel coffee shop, he refused to play the game and went back to Boston that same day. In December of the same year, Louis Armstrong, in Lexington to play a private party at the Phoenix, almost didn't attend his engagement due to not wanting to cross the picket line. In 1966, with the passage of the Kentucky Civil Rights Act, the Phoenix Hotel desegregated. 
The Phoenix Hotel and the taverns before it served as a touchstone in the Lexington community for almost 200 years. After about 10 years of owner changes, the hotel closed in 1977. The building itself was demolished between 1981 and 1982, and Phoenix Park was dedicated in 1987. Some of the boulders used in the park's fountain are remnants of the hotel building. The Phoenix Hotel never did rise again, but its legacy in Lexington is long-lasting. From Phoenix Park, walk west on Main Street to the northeast corner of West Main and North Upper. One sixty seven West Main Street, twenty one C Museum Hotel slash Fayette National Bank Building. In nineteen fourteen, Lexington's first skyscraper, the Fayette National Bank Building, opened. The building was designed by the same New York architecture firm that designed the second Madison Square Garden in New York City, McKim, Mead, and White. And until nineteen seventy two, the building was the tallest in Lexington. Fayette National Bank had been operating in Lexington since 1870, and near the turn of the century was the first bank in Lexington to install a telephone. By 1905, Fayette National was the largest commercial bank in Lexington, with deposits of over $1,300,000. But in 1931, due to the Depression, Fayette National Bank was acquired by the First National Bank and Trust Company of Lexington, and in 1933, Fayette National Bank was incorporated into First National Bank and Trust. The building itself was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1980, and by 1992, the Fayette-slash-First National Bank building was an office building that housed the offices of small businesses and nonprofits, including the Lexington-Fayette County Urban League and a number of attorneys at law. In 2012, a renovation of the Fayette-slash-First National Bank building was announced to make way for the 21C Museum Hotel Lexington, part of the boutique hotel chain with locations around the Midwest and South, including Louisville. In 2016, the 21C Museum Hotel opened, bringing new life to one of the most significant structures in downtown Lexington. From the Fayette National Bank building, walk across North Upper to the front of the old courthouse. Two fifteen West Main Street, Courthouse Square slash Old Courthouse. The site of the old courthouse has been continuously occupied since early in Lexington's history. Before there was ever a courthouse here, this location was the home to the first schoolhouse in the state of Kentucky. The first courthouse at this site was built in 1788, but was demolished in 1806 to make way for the second courthouse. This second courthouse building stood for 77 years before it too was demolished in 1883. Between 1884 and 1885, a third courthouse was erected, but was destroyed by fire some 50 years later. The building you see today was erected between 1898 and 1900 and is the fourth courthouse to be built on this site. This building is an example of Richardson Romanesque architecture, which has French and Spanish Romanesque characteristics and is a style of Romanesque revival. 
The building was renovated between 1960 and 1961, and in 1983 was added to the National Register of Historic Places, along with the rest of the downtown historic district. In 2002, with the construction of the new courthouse on limestone between Maine and Barr, the old courthouse ceased to be the seat of adjudication in Fayette County. For 10 years, from 2002 to 2012, the old courthouse building was home to the Lexington History Museum. In 2012, the building closed due to unsafe conditions and sat empty until 2016, when the powers that be decided to rehabilitate and reuse the building. In 2018, after its renovation and rededication, the old courthouse was renamed Courthouse Square and is now home to the City of Lexington's Visitor Center, a restaurant and bar, and an event space. This building is a wonderful example of adaptive reuse and has brought new life to downtown Lexington. The history of the courthouse is intertwined with that of Cheapside. From the front of the courthouse, walk west. Two fifty one West Main Street, Fifth Third Pavilion at Cheapside Park. Named after the large open air medieval London market, Cheapside has been a central meeting place and marketplace area for Lexingtonians since the eighteenth century. This open air market was the de facto town square, and court days were a popular monthly event that brought the town together to sell produce, buy supplies, listen to political debates and speeches, and build community. Those court days came to an end in 1921. While Cheapside was the central hub for commerce and conviviality in antebellum Lexington, it was also the largest slave trading district in the state. Lexington was the center of the slave trade in Kentucky, and Cheapside served as a popular market for enslavers selling people further south. The auction block sat at the southwest corner of the market nearest Main Street and on the northeast lawn of the courthouse, now Courthouse Square, was the whipping post. Today, there is a historical marker on that spot. From 1887 until 2017, a statue of John C. Breckinridge, vice president under James Buchanan and secretary of war for the Confederate States, stood in Cheapside. This 19th century reminder of Lexington's history was relocated to Lexington Cemetery thanks to the efforts of local activist group Take Back Cheapside. This darker history of Cheapside has given way to a public square that welcomes all Lexingtonians for the weekly farmer's market, a weekly summer concert series, and other community gatherings. From the north end of Cheapside on Short Street, walk west on Short towards North Mill. Make a right on North Mill Past Church Street, the church will be on your right-hand side. One seventy-four North Mill Street, First Presbyterian Church. The Presbyterian Church was first organized in Lexington in 1784 by Adam Rankin of Virginia. The early members of the church were many of the same men who founded or were early settlers of the town of Lexington, including John Maxwell, Robert Patterson, and John Postlewaite, 
of Postlewaite's tavern fame. The First Presbyterian Church of Lexington, Kentucky was formed in 1790 by parishioners who had separated from Rankin's original Mount Zion Church. This current building was dedicated in May of 1872. It was designed in the Greek Revival style with a 180-foot spire by Cincinnatus Shyrock and modeled after Trinity Church in New York City. Cincinnatus was the younger brother of famed Lexington architect Gideon Shyrock, as well as an elder of the First Presbyterian Congregation. In 1897, the sanctuary was renovated and added, among other improvements, electric lights. The church has several impressive stained glass windows, most of which were installed between the 1930s and the 1950s. Women were not able to serve as officers of the church until 1967, but during the early 20th century, the women of the First Presbyterian Congregation became progressively more civic and charity-minded. In 1920, they created the Women's Auxiliary, which preceded the modern Presbyterian Women Organization. In 1992, First Presbyterian welcomed their first woman minister, and from 2000 to 2010, the church had their first female pastor. The First Presbyterian Church in Lexington is over 220 years old and continues to be a vibrant community of faith. Our next stop is to the left of the entrance to the church sanctuary. One seventy six North Mill Street, Henry Clay's Law Office. One of the most distinguished, well known Lexingtonians, Henry Clay is one of history's great men. Known as the Great Compromiser, Clay was an attorney and statesman who represented Kentucky in the U.S. House of Representatives between 1811 and 1825 and the U.S. Senate between 1806 and 1852. He also served as the U.S. Secretary of State under the sixth president, John Quincy Adams. This building was constructed in 1803 and used by Clay as his law office from 1803 to 1810. The building measures only 20 by 22 feet and is one of the few examples remaining in Lexington of early professional buildings. In 1830, a larger two-story addition was built on top of the small office. Over 130 years later, the church next door, who owned the land, was prepared to demolish the whole structure. Luckily, the Commonwealth of Kentucky stepped in in 1969 to prevent the demolition. The 1830 edifice was removed to reveal the well-preserved 1803 building, and after a meticulous restoration was completed in 1971, the building was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in March of that same year. The building is currently owned by the Presbyterian Church next door and is, unfortunately, not open to the public. From Henry Clay's law office, walk north on Mill towards 2nd Street and proceed to the northwest corner of North Mill and 2nd Street. Two hundred one North Mill Street, Hopemont. This historic home, also known as the Hunt Morgan House, was built in eighteen fourteen for John Wesley Hunt, a distinguished Lexington citizen and Kentucky's first millionaire. 
John Wesley Hunt was originally from New Jersey and moved to Lexington in 1795, where he became a wealthy merchant, horse breeder, hemp manufacturer, and banker. In 1799, Hunt was appointed to the position of postmaster of Lexington by President John Adams. Many of Hunt's descendants also found their own fame. Hunt's grandson, John Hunt Morgan, known as the Thunderbolt of the Confederacy, served in both the United States Army and the Confederate States Army. Morgan is best known for his raids during the Civil War, and legend has it that on his last raid in Lexington, he rode his horse straight through the front doors of Hopemont, paid his respects to his mother, and rode away. It was the last time John Hunt Morgan saw Hopemont. A statue of John Hunt Morgan astride his horse stands in Lexington Cemetery. Hunt Morgan was also the grandfather of Garrett Morgan Sr., an African-American inventor whose most famous inventions were the gas mask and the stoplight. John Wesley Hunt's great-grandson was Dr. Thomas Hunt Morgan, an evolutionary biologist, geneticist, and embryologist who won the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine in 1933. Thomas Hunt Morgan's daughter, John Wesley Hunt's great-granddaughter, Isabel Morgan, was also a celebrated scientist, known for her work in polio immunization. The house itself is an example of federal-style architecture and features a wide fan doorway, large Palladian windows, a spiral staircase in the front entranceway, along with a 19th-century carriage house and gardens. On the second floor of this historic home is the Alexander T. Hunt Civil War Museum, which features a large collection of Civil War artifacts and memorabilia. The Hunt Morgan House was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1973, along with the rest of the Gratz Park Historic District. From Hopemont, walk across the street. The building is on 2nd Street between North Mill and North Market. Two fifty one West Second Street, Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning slash former Lexington Public Library. The Carnegie Library Building is also part of the Gratz Park Historic District. In nineteen o two, the Andrew Carnegie Foundation donated sixty thousand dollars to the city of Lexington to build the Carnegie Library. From nineteen o five to nineteen eighty nine, this building was the home of the Carnegie slash Lexington Public Library. The Lexington Public Library has been a significant institution in the city since the library's founding in 1795. The Lexington Library began as a subscription library, only accessible to shareholders and those with an annual subscription. The library has been housed at a number of places in town, including a confectionery shop on Mill Street, Transylvania Seminary, now University, and in April of 1899, the Lexington Library opened as a public library in a building on the corner of Market and Church. The Carnegie Building is an example of neoclassical-style architecture, with four Corinthian columns and pediment reliefs over the front entrance. After 87 years serving the community in the Carnegie Building, the Lexington Public Library moved to its current home at 140 East Main Street in the heart of downtown. After the library moved to its present location, the old Carnegie building fell into disrepair. 
After extensive restoration, First Lady Barbara Bush was the guest speaker for the 1992 dedication ceremony of the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering people to express their voices through imaginative learning and the literary arts. Walk south on Market to the northwest corner of Market and Church. One sixty six Market Street, Christ Church Cathedral. Christ Church Cathedral, founded in 1796, is the oldest Episcopal church in Kentucky and the seat of the Diocese of Kentucky. The present structure was built in 1848 and is the fourth on this site. Like the first Presbyterian church around the corner, Christ Church Cathedral was also built in the Gothic Revival style. Christ Church was designed by English-born Kentucky architect Thomas Lewinsky and built by Lexington architect and builder John McMurtry. The church was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1976. A number of notable Lexingtonians were members of the church, including James Moore, the president of Transylvania University. Moore served as the first rector of the church in 1796. Another notable member of the congregation was Kentucky statesman Henry Clay. The Clay family pew, number three on the right-hand side of the nave, is marked with a bronze plaque. Historically, music has played a significant role at Christ Church Cathedral, a practice that continues today. The church currently has choirs for men, women, and children, and for over 50 years has educated, encouraged, and endorsed choristers instructed in the tradition of the Royal School of Church Music. The Christ Church Cathedral choristers are so well regarded that in 1974, during a trip to the United States to attend the Kentucky Derby, Great Britain's Princess Margaret, the sister of Queen Elizabeth, along with her then-husband Lord Snowden, visited Lexington for a church service and choir performance. In July of 2020, the Christ Church Cathedral choristers will serve as the resident choir at Canterbury Cathedral in Canterbury, England, which is the mother church of the worldwide Anglican Communion. From the northwest corner of Market and Church, walk south on Market towards Short Street. Make a left at Short Street. Walk east on Short towards North Limestone. Make a right on North Limestone. Walk south on North Limestone towards Main Street. Make a left on East Main Street. Walk east on Main Street towards Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. The Kentucky Theater is on the right-hand side of the street just past Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Two fourteen East Main Street, Kentucky Theater. A Lexington landmark for almost one hundred years, the Kentucky Theater opened for business in nineteen twenty two. Built by the Swito family for an estimated two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, nearly three point four million in today's dollars. The first film the theater ever ran was the silent adventure drama The Eternal Flame, starring Norma Talmadge. 
Originally styled in a combination of bow arts and Adamesque architecture and interior design, the Kentucky Theater was built specifically for the luxury and leisure of the Lexington community. In 1927, the theater was one of the first in the country to debut the Vitaphone sound film technology, making the Kentucky Theater the first in Lexington to change to sound pictures. The Kentucky Theater thrived during the Great Depression and World War II, and in the 1950s became one of the first air-conditioned public buildings in Lexington. Unlike other movie houses in Lexington that provided balcony seating for African-American patrons, the Kentucky Theater did not have balcony seating and was a white-only establishment until the summer of 1961 when local civil rights activists protested and the theater desegregated. From the late 1960s to the mid-1980s, the Kentucky experimented with different programming, from blaxploitation, karate, and low-budget slasher films, to art house films and midnight movies, including interactive showings of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. In 1987, after the theater had been running for almost 65 years, the Kentucky closed due to smoke and water damage caused by a fire at a restaurant next door. After five years, in April of 1992, the theater reopened with a VIP showing of the musical Guys and Dolls, hosted by the late Debbie Reynolds. In 1999, the Kentucky Theater switched back to showing first-run films, but they still have monthly midnight showings of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This concludes our tour. Thank you for joining Lexington Public Library on this walk through Lexington's past and present. If you enjoyed the tour, check out our other tours on our website at www.lexpublib.org walkingtours walking tours.